3000 rupees is all you need to buy a gun in india hello everyone i am rahul i am prasanna naidu and you are listening to the right news podcast nikita tomar a young student who was shot dead just outside her college okay you must have not heard about this case much because the media didn't highlight this case much as it highlighted the hatras case reasons best known to them or you may also know the reasons uh, let's not get into the details there okay so have you heard about nikita tomar sir uh, yes actually nikita tomar case is a uh, pretty popular uh, only on twitter i think and uh, uh, however i didn't read uh, or see much on the mainstream media but it is about uh, a college girl who uh, a politically concerned or a politically connected person was interested in this girl and she refused to be associated with him and uh, he shot her at a very close range in uh, broad daylight and i think uh, the footage is also available on uh, camera and uh, that has uh, multiple angles to it because the politically connected uh, boy was from uh, you know a different religion and nikita tomar was a different religion so there is a love jihad angle uh, there is another uh, political angle to it because he is a well entrenched politician as well as there is a open you know violence case so there are multiple angles to this uh, and also a media ignorance angle right and media ignorance angle which i was surprised because on twitter i thought that was the uh, you know it was uh, gaining uh, a, a large amount of following on this topic and then suddenly uh, i realized that in the mainstream media there is uh, nothing but media silence i guess uh, they have uh, uh, they are more interested in macron these days rather than uh, whatever is happening in india so but okay, so uh, uh, how how uh, uh, you know the question in uh, nikita tomar's case that uh, probably is more relevant for today's topic is about the gun violence side of the equation which is not received as much uh, attention is that uh, what you are referring to <laughs> you said he, the guns are very cheap cheaply available Yeah, yeah exactly i i'll get to that uh, a bit later uh, here i wanted to say that see uh, this such cases criminal cases are not uh, so unique kind of in india or anywhere around the world uh, if you just google uh, such kind of cases or gun violence in india also you will get plenty of number of cases you will find a lot of data a huge amount of data on the ncrb website itself you will be kind of shocked if you go through the data available we'll get into that also uh, but the point to mention about this media silence and all was that re- very recently you all heard and watched a lot and the media covered it a lot the hatras case now what's the difference between these two cases both the cases are against uh, violence against women but there is discrimination as you can see hatras case was covered a lot and the crime is also you can say the gravity is same even not even the crime is different but the uh, seriousness of the crime is almost same here there is murder there it was gang rape which later the victim succumb to her injuries 
in this episode we'll not get into the politics or uh, why media didn't cover it much uh, but today we are going to talk about the illegal gun market which is very active in india mostly in the northern areas of india so that's why the title mirzapur se mewat tak because mirzapur is in up and mewat is in haryana and that is the belt where uh, these gun markets are very active uh, illegal gun markets it's not that it's not active in other places in india it is most more pro- pre- prominent in these areas if that's uh, uh, yes 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 it yeah. is more prominent in these areas mm-hmm. so if you just go to the ncrb website as i said uh, you will find this data under the table seizure under arms act i'll i'll just give you some numbers here the state seized around more than 33000 of illegal arms in uttar pradesh state itself then comes madhya pradesh 14000 plus then comes rajasthan 7127 then is it's bihar uh 3556 then it's haryana two th- sorry then it's maharashtra 2600 and then it's haryana 2185 so these are the states that's why i was talking about the northern belt so most of the states are these haryana then there is rajasthan madhya pradesh uttar pradesh bihar so these are the areas and maharashtra was also there but uh in maharashtra most of these illegal guns don't come from these market it pr- comes from other sources which uh, rahul sir will explain it in a better way and <laughs> you will also come to you all must have watched mirzapur and you all must have watched some other uh, similar kind of movies and uh, series coming up lately now, nowadays this film filmmakers are more interested in uh, local uh, stories i don't know what, is i think that's the change now happening from the previous film which was more focused on cities like mumbai and things like that now it's going more local so you must be aware of these terms uh, like uh, katta as they call it for a illegal uh, handmade uh, kind of weapon or a revolver or something uh, then there is tamancha okay uh, and if it's a big weapon like ak47 or or a copy of ak47 or so then they call it tube light and if uh, uh, you want it with the magazine with the cartridges and all then they say i need a tube light uh, with batteries so these kind of uh, terms uh, is used locally um, in these northern belt northern states and in mumbai you must have heard a, a very common t- term and that is ghoda okay <laughs> yeah so these are some so i was discussing this with rahul sir and he was he was telling me that these are not the only markets from where these guns uh, you get illegally illegal guns he was also mentioning to other markets so rahul sir can you jump in here and tell us about those markets yeah so actually uh, you know you have highlighted uh, important uh, data points and these data points indeed tell a story but uh, you have to look at this data points in a different uh, you know different you have to slice it in a different 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 ways so if you look at uh, the sources of these guns so the sources of these guns are multiple so first of all uh, they are illegally so there are actually two types of guns one is the 
actually well produced uh, authorized or genuine guns which are illegal illegally present in the country so these are genuine guns these are made by popular uh, companies like uh, you know like across the world including us companies including israeli companies including chinese and all sorts of gun manufacturers across the world who make guns these are genuinely manufactured guns but they are in india without you know proper uh, trade so they are illegally brought into the country now if you remember there was a uh, weapons drop in orissa where a plane was dropping off weapons purulia arms drop case this is long back so if you look at purulia arms drop case it is a catchment of it's a boxes of weapons being air dropped um, sorry purulia is in bengal and uh, this unauthorized arms were dropped by an aeroplane okay and this aeroplane dropped uh, this you know just like para dropping weapons and they they dropped this uh, huge chunk of guns and arms in west bengal district now this uh, this is long back i mean we are talking about uh, i think 94 95 or that that sort of time so basically uh, we'll come to the reason why it was dropped there and not anywhere else but uh, this is genuine guns being dropped into india okay so this is one sort of uh, source the second source is basically guns which are confiscated because they are part of crimes and you know uh, they they are not claimed but they are genuinely held or they were genuinely brought into the country but they were part of some crime and they are confiscated by police and then nobody wants to claim that gun now because it's in part of the crime and those the police have let's not say uh, it in so many words but the police have managed to uh, sort of uh, monetize okay so that is the second source and the third source is what you are referring to is a weapons which have been manufactured in uh, you know in in small arms uh, in in uh, workshops these are uh, workshop manufactured weapons and this predominantly the manufactured weapons are predominantly coming from this belt which is uh, you know up bihar belt and that is the there so these are the three sources there is also illegal weapons smuggled into india by pakistan by daud gang by these uh, chinese and uh, also in the northeast from the myanmar side so these are uh, shipped into india to create unrest within india they are sort of anti national forces at play and so i think in the northeastern side these guns come are through the maoist uh, belt so uh, not northeast northeast is it's more the northeast separatist movement separatist yeah insurgents uh, yeah. are there yeah yeah those movements the naga movement and all that those are there but uh, in bengal and uh, bihar region it is more maoist who are uh, sourcing these guns but in up and bihar the overlap uh, that is manufactured guns now this is uh, predominantly if you see uh up the belt started from let's say haryana basically, onwards if hmm. you want to simplify i think uh, 
three type three sources we can say one mm-hmm. is a legally acquired gun which is made from a well known company and you pay whatever is required with the license you get it other is this smuggled variety which you which is also made from a reputed company yes. but it is smuggled yes okay. and the third is this locally made home grown kind of stuff which yes. is which uh, does not have any license uh, does not have any number nothing nothing mm-hmm. it's it's like a black market there is it one is there is one more which is officially made but uh, you know it is specially made for this infiltration and smuggling kinds so these num- guns do not have a serial number and they don't have uh, you know uh, so these are made by um, i mean you can say made by pakistan china these kinds of so we uh, can say black market weapons. we can say black yeah. market but outside the country black market yeah but they are genuine uh, weapons they are not small uh, people manufacturing you know like few people coming together and manufacturing these are not startup operations these are well funded proper uh, you know uh, operations like equivalent to some of our uh, you know uh, ammunition factories that we have some of these ammunition factories can be deployed to create weapons which do not have serial numbers and we do not have any you know markings they are untraceable weapons hmm. so they are also made and they uh, uh, they are shipped and smuggled into india also so those are the four types so and by the way hmm. by the way to the listeners the number which i quoted in that ncrb data the all that number was about unlicensed arms so uh, if we combine the licensed one and all that stuff it is much more okay it is much more yes. it is much more so there are uh, uh, so there are variety of these weapons and uh, uh, like uh, in the if you look at the belt between haryana onwards uh, till bihar the, mid, the primary reason for the small manufacturer uh, manufacturers making these guns is because of the lack of law and order so because there is no law and order and there is less of police protection or the police protection is also tied in with the local uh, you know whatever power and political dynamic so when uh, particularly when uh, mulayam singh yadav's uh, government was there it was notorious that every one including the police were part of his thugs gangs so uh, but if you point out the law and order then it's kind of a circle right no it's not actually uh, this is uh, so if you want to go to the history basically this this is the belt which organized the resistance against the british okay so in back in 1857 and uh, thereafter they started creating the template for manufacture of weapons to be used against the british in an armed you know armed revolt in mm-hmm. fact if you remember in our famous uh, chandrashekhar azad he himself, i think ram prasad bismil also he used from, from he, he he was from up itself yes and yeah. uh, chandrashekhar azad also uh, used a, uh, this small arms manufacturer you can call it katta or whatever yeah. and it wouldn't fire at the last okay. minute mm-hmm. and that is the problem with these weapons because they are not manufactured with the tolerances and manufacturing practices of the world class manufacturers so they fail the failure rate is very high but what happens is that uh, for a small time person like a person who wants to protect his family against thugs 
having this weapon maybe it may not fire fire not fire but having the weapon and pointing it in case of an event that gives him some sort of a protection and that is why these people bought or they buy these weapons since probably 1980s 90s because that time uh, the law and order situation started deteriorating substantially it i mean up bihar and this belt was never known for a very well developed and well evolved law and order situation but it started becoming worse after uh, you know more recently it it's become really worse and uh, particularly when uh, law and order deteriorated substantially after mulayam and mayawati and these came into power so uh, to i mean it is a natural instinct of people to want to protect themselves and that's where this uh, small manufacturers found their market that they could manufacture a weapon which may not work because see how many times even if and this is the question uh, since you i mean actually it is very important to know ki what is the license the licensing procedure if you want a gun in this country you have to apply for a license to the commissioner of police if you are uh, you know domicile where you wherever you are and you apply with a application ki you apprehend some threat to your life and then it is the discretion of this commissioner whether in his assessment do you in fact have a threat to your life and then he goes through all the criminal cases or whatever kind of records that you have and then it is some investigation is done as to how threatening you are to the society and then i mean you can imagine you know after lot of scrutiny you are uh, and lot of discretionary power available to the police then you are given a license to own a gun and then you have to buy a gun you have to get trained to use this gun and then you have to keep it serviced in condi- in condition right any gun gun is a fine mechanical machine okay mm. if you don't keep it serviced if you don't keep it oiled if you don't service it if the springs are rusted that won't fire right okay but the thing is the presence of a gun is a game changer because gun has a range knife doesn't have a range so knife is a different kind of weapon uh, in modern uh, thing if you have like a distance between you and you know let's say in today in mumbai many people want a gun because while driving on the roads the situation has become so t- tense that you know uh, almost people i have seen get down from the car with a screw driver or you know some uh, spanner or something like that and start abusing each other mm. in that in such cases particularly you know a normal person who is a very simple person he feels threatened because some you know person who is physically intimidating he just comes out of the car and wields something like a spanner or just a small stick or a screw driver which is about you know 2 feet long and his life gets in danger and he doesn't have a weapon to counter him and guns are very easy weapons for him to sort of neutralize the, the you know balance of power in that situation he may not use it but just the presence of a gun gives him comfort and this is this was predominantly happening in up bihar 
because it was genuinely uh, you know people were afraid of their life and property and they would buy these guns now many of these guns are bought by people who are already licensed holders of guns so up you have lot of gun the licensed gun owners are also very high but they are licensed for like 20000 guns are licensed and actual number of guns is like 5 lakh so that is the difference and if one person has gun then another person needs a gun so right. it's a, it's a, it's a you know it's a spiral so if few people have gun in this uh, in your society then you also better have a gun because then you mm-hmm. are uh, you know in a big trouble so mm-hmm. that also creates a cycle and that's why it perpetrates this now if you see these are small arms like revolvers katta but then there are uh, bolt action rifles which were which were predominantly made by these maoist and these uh, bandits mm-hmm. famous uh, pulan devis of the world mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. these bandits uh, which were uh, their area of operation was around chatisgarh today's chatisgarh the boundary of chatisgarh and up that used to be including mirzapur and i have been to mirzapur myself for like more than 6 months and uh, the thing is that uh, when you move from mirzapur to east side the belt is predominantly there were bandits it was a bandit belt even the trains the railway uh, we have a railway police uh, which is rpf mm-hmm. so rpf has a special team which uh, you know they enter the uh, train at uh, you know the stations before like including mirzapur they would enter the station at mirzapur till the train goes to crosses into west bengal into one of the i don't remember the uh, railway station they would get off there and they would board the other train which is coming and they would patrol this ra- railway lines also so this area was known for its bandits and thugs and uh, maoist inside. i hope i hope these uh, policemen have proper guns not a lathi <laughs> these these policemen have guns yes they did have guns and but they were bolt action guns again and uh, uh, till uh, till very recently about 2000 2001 most of these uh, maoist and uh, the bandits they used old kind old style weapons these bolt action or you know not uh, automatic weapons but since 2000 particularly uh, since 2007 5 7 i think these uh, guys the maoists and uh, these uh, they are not now now bandits are no longer there but these uh, what gangs. you can say gangs are there and they use they don't use uh, uh, they they see small arm manufacture those weapons they don't use they use properly uh, you know manufactured weapons but which don't have a serial number so you can't trace them back so remember in uh, some of these old cases where we found people uh, in kargil in terrorist and we tried to trace the weapons back to pakistan some had the pakistani markings but some did not have because these are unmarked weapons so these kinds of weapons are also there and they are found in these naxal belt this uh, these are criminal gangs only now you cannot call them bandits anymore yeah so, and these gangs are very active in these regions i mean i am born and brought up in mumbai 
and Mumbai is obviously famous uh, for his gangs which was there previously in 80s and 90s. Uh, but I am 94 born and from my birth I haven't witnessed uh, such gang culture in the city itself at, at least. Uh, from see, what uh, I've seen, it Mumbai is not gangs, at least so visible. See, Mumbai gangs there. were different. Okay. I mean, Mumbai gangs, The if you go into the history of Daud and Mumbai gangs, uh, before Daud there was Haji Mastan and these gangs were more smuggling gangs and they were smuggling gold because Indira Gandhi just, you know, uh, put clamp down on everything which is sensible. So, there was a sensible demand and there were su- sensible suppliers of uh, gold from Middle East and Dubai and you know, uh, they took advantage of these, uh, but they were not, you know, drugs and these kind of smugglers. But once that channel is established, yeah, once uh-huh. that channel is established, you know, and the gold became uh, normal, it, they it opened gold imports, so they became unemployed. So now these channels are established. The whole network of Hawala, which is how to transfer this money, was established. And now there is nothing to transfer. There is nothing to trade. So they started trading drugs. And that was the main thing in 1980s. Drugs were... I think even even alcohol was there because of the prohibition thing. Yeah, alcohol was there, but alcohol never... You can't bring so much quantity of alcohol through sea. The main thing was uh, gold, gold biscuits. They're easy, they're high value and they're easy. Diamonds and gold were the uh, most dominant and of course, you know, platinum and all, they may also be bringing those. But uh, that was the main uh, dominant uh, trade. So Mumbai gangs were different. And if you see their uh, gang wars, they were not for claiming political power. They were only claiming the criminal distribution network within mm. Mumbai. So, mm. if you have a gang war, they won't. And in fact, this I, is, this is yeah. my idea. That is your idea. Yeah, so in fact, bad. actually, in 2000, in 19, in the year 2000, 2000 May, I was at the spot in Bandra where the, a shootout took place and uh, one uh, uh, sharpshooter was killed by the police. Right in front, uh, under my office in Mandra. And uh, that guy had a revolver with uh, white, white revolver, steel revolver with white grip. And the police were saying, you know, you know, how much this revolver costs. And, you know, they were telling us that, you know, this revolver is costing more than, and this is a better revolver than any of us have. And uh, that guy was uh, some well-recognized shooter. And, uh, but they were amongst them. They were not claiming political power. They were claiming the illegal trade and they were fighting amongst themselves. So that was a different kind of thing. It took a different turn in 91 where it became a terrorist link uh, operation. And then they started smuggling weapons and uh, RDX and all sorts of things. And then it became a proper terrorist network. But before that, it was a gold smuggling network. It was not a terror network. In fact, uh, the 91 blast, the people Yakub Menon employed were also not the terrorists. They were smugglers and they did not know what they were smuggling. 
and uh, so this network is not uh, you know good enough to handle manufactured that to poorly they, they can't use this katas and uh, mm-hmm. these kinds of weapons they need proper weapons and they then they started accessing ak47s and you know sanjay dutt and you know the story where they access really high tech high end weapons which even the police did not have right but up bihar that is because see now here you have wealthy gangsters wanting mm-hmm. weapons and they had high quality weapons better than the police in up bihar that's the local people like you and me who want protection against police and other people other thugs and bandits and naxals who have rudimentary weapon okay mm. and this is the local protection so a i cannot pay the kind of premium that the gangsters in mumbai were able to pay so they had sophisticated weapons i would pay only 1500 2500 back in 91 90 and that is where i used to get a manufactured uh, weapon and this manufacturing was aided by a, a lot of manufacturing activity around kanpur and this belt where they had small lathes now if you know uh, you know gun can be manufactured on a lathe it's not a big deal or lathe and few machines if you have which any traditional workshop of 1990s would have you can easily manufacture a gun how well you manufacture it depends on your craftsmanship and how well it works because it's it's a very simple mechanism the modern revolver is, a, is not a complicated mechanism it's a very simple mechanism so it's that way it is very elegant but and it's very easy to manufacture but to manufacture with tolerance so that it doesn't explode in your hand and kill you <laughs> and it definitely kills your enemy <laughs> that requires some uh, you know artisanship craftsmanship which is not available uh, today but it you know after a lot of un- unemployment in this sector in this area the higher quality manufacturers were available who worked in factories and they were out of jobs and they said you know yes mereko 500 rupees milta hai to why not you know for a 10 rupee job he is getting 500 bucks but is yeah and one major reason i read uh while researching about this topic is there were these ordnance factories and all uh, where legally guns were manufactured in regions near up and bihar and there and then uh, due to many reasons these factories were shut down or uh, workers were laid off and these workers then had no job but they had the skill that how to make a gun they know so <laughs> so they started their own a kind of illegal yeah, yes. of gun making it, it it is to a certain extent yes and not just ordinance factories because gun making per se is not a very dramatically uh, particularly that revolver katta types mm-hmm. is not a very high tech weapon mm-hmm. okay the and you need it to work only first four two three times mm-hmm. that's the whole game because these people who are buying them they are not there to buy uh, they are not there to use it every day or every very frequently yeah. so they are not the uh, uh, gun enthusiasts okay they are there for that emergency protection that you want and you need it and that's why uh, you know they they use this as a uh, threat more than they might not want to even use it but it's like a threat you know like 
in a group that happens some people, some people want to use it but for a short term one like the it, in this case of nikita tomar uh, so, so this guy would have acquired the gun legally but he was not eligible or maybe no, the thing is that once you become uh, once you become uh, you know once you create set up this infrastructure for this kind of thing like then they also gain skill nobody is without skill if you ma- make only 10 guns your skill will be you know very crude whereas if you make 1000 guns then your skill will start improving and then the people who are using your 1000 first gun they can use it more reliably and they will be more than in the gun connoisseur range you know because this this is a new weapon and it works fine as the you know any other weapon and it is available for cheap so the whole point is that when you make gun ownership very difficult and it's not even you know there is no judicious process to, for you to claim a gun like let's say if you go and uh, apply for a gun license it is not that easy that the policeman you know because you don't have any criminal cases you don't have any dispute so you will get a gun no it's not like that they say ki you don't need a gun and then they will refuse it the effect of this what happens is that people who are genuinely at risk of this random events they don't have guns whereas the goons and the bandits they get their guns somehow and they you know they end up with the guns and then that becomes very problematic and that supports this illegal gun trade now if you really go after all the guns this trade will go off and uh, if you really want a genuine gun uh, a well made uh, you know walter ppk or some of the well known smith and wesson kind of gun which hollywood movies they use that kind of gun then you the prices go up to 2 lakh 3 lakh rupees for pistols so i can uh, i can get the thousand guns in that uh, and uh, you know the thing is uh, for you who is not a gangster who is not a naxal or who is not a bandit you don't want the reliability of that you know for 100 times you will pull the trigger it will fire 100 times you are not going to pull the trigger 100 times you are going to pull the trigger once or twice in life and that is the only time it has to work that's all the rest of the time it has to be just shown you know this is a threat that's all and if that gun is so costing so high it becomes a problem and then you know it is okay if no one has guns it's okay so that's the problem in us you know us you have to have buy a gun because there are few people roaming around with guns so better a good guy with a gun than a bad guy with a gun here you know the bad guys already have guns so until you close that down the good guys will try want this 500 uh, not 500 anymore but 5000 rupees or uh, you know 7000 rupee gun yeah but uh... after doing this basic research only a basic research about this i have kind of been i don't know maybe at least for some time i'll be quite suspicious about pe- people around me because the numbers the numbers speak a lot right no. for example i just went through an article which said that there are around 40 million firearms only about 5.5 million of them are licensed 
about India I am talking. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and like you may be traveling in a public transport and the guy beside you may have a gun <laughs> and you don't know. And that is possible. I mean, yeah, that is completely practical, right? I uh, it is, but it it doesn't work that way. I mean, like um, you know, most of the time, if you look at the population size of India and the number of weapons that we have, we have very less weapons. And most of these, like you know, you might say that five lakh, uh, five million are licensed and forty-five million are existing. Out of these forty-five million, which are you know, forty uh, million which are unlicensed. They are mostly with those five million only. See, there yeah, are five. Yeah, yeah. No, so it's point. not like uh, you know, like the gun connoisseurs. Like if you have license for two guns, you may actually have fifteen or twenty-five guns at your mm-hmm. place. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you are the uh, owner of twenty-five guns, but you have license for only two. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that that happens a lot, mostly. so the number of people associated with guns are less relatively few the number of guns may be more so it's not like you know everyone is having one gun then it's a problem then mm-hmm. you know uh, that will be a problem 45 million people roaming around each with one gun is a worse situation and it's not mostly like that it is mostly you know like 2 million people having 45 million guns with them is something like that hmm right right and these are very sensitive people who are connected politically who are mostly they are politicians or corrupt bureaucrats it's not common people don't have guns yeah so uh, we have actually covered few uh, reasons i was planning to talk about now mm-hmm. so can we talk about more of the reasons and uh, the solutions for it like uh, reasons for these illegal manufacturing hubs we know that uh, unemployment is there of those skilled labors one point is the crime rate is also very high in the northern belt so what is the reason one is i think unemployment again see it is actually a, a, a self reinforcing cycle so because the crime rate was high i mean lack of law and order you had illegal gun manufacture okay Because, rather you can say that because crime rate and law and order was not there crime rate was high therefore em- employment was low and therefore illegal gun manufacture was a good business and illegal guns present in the hands of unemployed people makes the crime rate go up and law and order situation deteriorates it's a it's a spiral okay so the, the first thing is when you improve law and order and you know we have uh, you know on this channel we have always talked about how law and order is the basic reform that needs to be done if you have law and order in place the minute you have law and order in place all these problems go away because you don't need to be threatened and guns exist any illegal activity happens because there is a demand for it if there if you take away the demand people start feeling safe that i i may not have the gun but when i dial that 100 number like last time i told you i dialed 100 number nobody picked up right so if in someone in up dials that 100 number that police van with armed with sophisticated weapons comes to his door within a minute okay he will not need any gun and all these illegal manufacturers they will manufacture something else which he needs mm-hmm. okay 
so the take away the demand and automatically this problem will solve itself and people in india don't are not interested in keeping guns the reason for these guns was a threat from bandits from naxals and the lack of protection afforded by the law now in british times there were no guns but people felt really safe because british really you know imposed cruelly in fact in many cases uh, you know they eliminated tribes of bandits just by hanging all of them without due process that then is a separate thing but they eliminated crime they went after crime the minute you end that you will find that this demand for illegal weapons goes off this will not however kill the illegal weapons which are with mumbai gangsters hmm right yeah because that, they have uh, uh, there's a different network different yes their logic is completely different and uh, uh, but this belt will be rid of all this yeah and because it is not only like one guy who is into this illegal manufacturing of guns and all those the guy who is also purchasing it is not only involved in one illegal crime exactly. they are involved in multiple things so they are example, they are first illegal they are they are criminals hmm. okay they may not they are politically connected thugs and goons who want to impose themselves on the people and that's why they are buying these illegal guns and they can't buy a gun because they already have a variety of offenses registered against them uh, okay. exactly so they are already you know uh, jailbirds as you know we call them so they are already there they are already on the wanted list of some sort okay either directly or on in connection with some wanted fellow so if you you know the, if you apply the same process of gun uh, application license application as what i get they will never get a gun so they have to rely on this and there are not just one you know number of illegal people in india in up bihar corrupt politicians and corrupt bureaucrats indulging in anti national and anti you know state activities you can imagine ki there's a lucrative market hmm, right right and, and their goons like each person has got like a, a couple of vans full of goons on his payroll right you are opening a very deep topic now <laughs> let's not get into that okay so what are the, the solutions for it one is obviously the basic a uh, thing which will reform a lot of the whole like a lot of it is the judicial reforms which we are talking about and the police reform yes uh, but apart you, from that clamp down on law and order 80% of your problems in all our podcast episodes the first you can say ki this is a solution to that and you know uh, and we are talking about only two things one when a crime happens the perpetrator is caught very quickly and second the punishment whatever is given in the law he is given to him right you know in very quick time and he suffers that punishment fully not he is out on bail roaming around that sort of thing is not there and committing other crime uh, so when you have this uh, thing that he has committed a crime 6 years imprisonment is there 
he is caught immediately in like 10 days 5 days 10 days and you know in 6 months he is already in the jail starting the sentence all appeal process everything is done in 6 months and then he is already you know behind bars if you see this no your crime rate will immediately go down and the demand for illegal weapons will go away very quickly absolutely absolutely but uh, apart from that do you think entrepreneurs can do something in this sector by creating more employment in that bit see again that again goes back to law and order so uh, entrepreneurs are scared you mean yes say? actually you know if you see uh, during uh, lalu prasad's uh, one of the daughter's weddings or son's wedding i forget yes so many sons and daughters that it's difficult to keep a track that uh, they just took over all the vehicles from a tata showroom all the vehicles brand new and uh, after whatever 10 days of that wedding they returned it <laughs> and they said you know uh, how is this a crime we returned the vehicles <laughs> and it was appalling you know and then tata said we will not uh, run any showrooms in patna and uh, this belt oh my so goodness. if you have this kind of a, a law and order scenario you will get less business opportunities less uh, you know uh, employment and it, you will suffer economically so if you ensure law and order and then tatas will open the showroom there will be five people employed in that showroom at senior level whatever you know selling those cars but how can you just because of there is a wedding all the cars they took away that time i think sumo was there think you know shaadi thi le liya and then they returned it so how is it a crime we returned it <laughs> is unbelievable and they were unable to grasp that this is a crime oh my god and one final thing i think we can say is that uh, porous borders are one reason where unmarked uh, weapons come through this mm. is uh, nepal nepal border is particularly uh, notorious for this rampur area they get weapons from nepal border Nepal border is, uh, you know, critical for almost smuggling anything. I think, including yes. persons. <laughs> yes, that that is true. But uh, Nepal border, Bangladesh border, Burma border, these have become uh, hotbeds for smuggling in weapons, uh, and they are not as watched as the Arunachal border, where we are watching Chinese and you know uh, other borders on the Pakistan side. you also get weapons from uh, smuggling from dubai and all these things but uh, yeah if you That's control that that is one area one other area to control illegal weapons yeah so but the land border we have is very huge and that's the reason we cannot do yeah. it properly no we, we can do it i mean if we, if we decide to do it we can do it you know i, I once crossed into mizoram uh, and uh, i was put through an extensive search whether i have alcohol or not because mizoram is a dry state hmm. and the entire packs were went they went through my bags they went through my luggage they were helpful because i was it's an interstate crossing hmm. but if that is the kind of uh, checking that goes on and this was at night something like 2 o'clock in the night 
so if you decide to do it you can do it if you don't want to do it then you can't do it and the whole problem is that itself some officer there he takes bribes and lets these in uh, otherwise how illegal rohingyas came in i mean forget yeah that. without the support of the some part of the state machinery no crime is possible no crime no and uh, you know i will tell you in silchar um one of the uh, fellows said ki you know i can sell to bangladesh so i said ki how can you sell to bangladesh there is a border so he said ki you know can you see the marshland in front of my uh, uh, you know in front of across the road so ki yes that is that marshland is a border in between the marshland so he said ki then how will you because it is a marshland it's a sundarban kind of a marshland how will you cross it so is like can you see those uh, buffaloes like, yeah they are bangladeshi buffaloes they are going to go back to bangladesh in the evening i'll put things on them they will go back <laughs> you know very good <laughs> contactless <Sorry>. delivery <laughs> okay so let's end this episode at this note and hope you all enjoyed the i i think we must not use the word enjoyed but yeah This episode was quite informative and please share the episode and also follow us here to get notified about the new episode. Thank you. Thank you.